This episode is brought to you by Ahrefs. The mission of How I Built It in 2022 is to help you create consistent content that generates more sales. And Ahrefs is the perfect tool to help you understand what content works best. Ahrefs is an all-in-one SEO tool set. It gives you the tools you need to rank your website in Google and get tons of search traffic. And now you can use their webmaster tools for free. As someone who often struggles with what kind of content to create, Ahrefs has been instrumental in increasing traffic to my site. Over the holidays, I had the best quarter for affiliate income because it showed me my most popular pages and topics. I was able to optimize and update accordingly. Their webmaster tools are made for small website owners. They can connect to your website through Google Search Console, and that gets you site audits, backlinks, and keywords data. If you create content, this is must-have data. You can see how it performs, what resonates with your audience, and then you can create more relevant content that drives leads and sales. Ahrefs is helping shape my 2022 content strategy. If you want to gain a following, improve traffic to your website, or make money, Ahrefs is the tool for you. And now it's free to use. Sign up at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. Did I mention it's free? Thanks so much to Ahrefs for supporting How I Built It. Word of mouth has long ruled the lead generating roost for freelancers and small business owners, but that's an untenable, unscalable business model. What does work, you wonder? Ask web designer Jess Freeman. 60% of Jess's leads come from content creation alone, 40% from her blog and YouTube. While many view YouTube as a place for entertainment and influencers, where only the most popular channels make money, Jess shows us that's not true. And she shares some fantastic tips on how you can leverage YouTube to build trust and generate leads. Plus, in Build Something More, we talk WordPress versus Squarespace. Jess and I are very similar in a lot of ways, including our line of work, how we're leveraging YouTube, and our opinions on WordPress and Squarespace. So this will be a great episode. This episode, by the way, is brought to you by Ahrefs and Nexus. You can learn about them and find all of the show notes for this episode over at howibuilt.it slash 251. But for now, let's get into the intro and then the interview. Hey, everybody, and welcome to How I Built It, the podcast that helps small business owners create engaging content that drives sales. Each week, I talk about how you can build good content faster to increase revenue and establish yourself as an authority. I'm your host, Joe Casabona. Now let's get to it. Want to know the best way to get new episodes, top takeaways, and other tips, tools, and tricks to become a more consistent creator? Sign up for Build Something Weekly. It's totally free, totally weekly, and it will provide you the resources you need to build good content and drive sales. On top of having these episodes delivered straight to your inbox, you'll get some quick thoughts, recommendations, and a content roundup. The perfect way to start your week. 
You can sign up for free at howibuilt.it slash subscribe. That's howibuilt.it slash subscribe to get my free weekly newsletter. Jessica, how are you today? I'm good. I'm excited. Thanks for having me on the show. My pleasure. Thanks for being here. Uh, you have you are one of the many guests so far this year that have been recommended by uh, Brittany Lynn, uh, who our guests, who our listeners heard from last week. So, um, so far, everybody that Brittany has ever been rec- uh, has ever recommended has been fantastic. I have no doubt you will be as well. Well, I hope so. I hope so. Brittany is a dear friend of mine, uh, and I love learning from her and just getting to work with her. So I'm excited she introduced us. Yes, likewise, especially because uh, 60% of your leads come from content creation. I think this is something really exciting to talk about because I feel I feel like I've been freelancing since 2001. Um People who have, who know my story know that my first client was like uh, my church, and they were like, "Make us a website," and I was like, "I don't know how to do that." And then they <laughs> said they'll pay me, and I was like, I'll, "I can figure it out." Um, and then from there, like for a very long time, my leads were word of mouth, just people mm-hmm. I knew, and I carried that into when I went full time, and I was like, "This is." It was like kind of okay. It was, I'm not going to say it's okay for any business, but it was still working for me until I switched to like a product model, uh, specifically membership. Like word of mouth really doesn't work well there because it doesn't scale. Mm. Um, but you, you do web design. Is that right? I do. That is 95% of my work. I say five, I leave the other 5% because I still do a little bit of graphic design. That's how I started nice. my business. So occasionally I do some other projects, but most of my work, I'm doing websites. Awesome. So with that, why don't you tell us a little bit more about kind of who you are and, and what you do in that side of your business, and then we'll move into how content um, drives leads for you. Yeah. So I have been in business for 10 years. I started as a graphic designer. Um, And I always tell people that I kind of fell into entrepreneurship because I started freelancing in college uh, and I did a lot of t-shirt designs and posters for like the clubs on campus and stuff. And then I, once I graduated, I was still freelancing, but I had moved. I lost all my clients because I was no longer on campus and was basically starting from scratch and was having to deal with clients and contracts and all that kind of fun stuff. Uh, learned very quickly that charging five or ten dollars for a t-shirt design was no longer going to work. <laughs> <laughs> um, I had to raise my rates since I was no longer in college. And so I was working full-time in corporate. I say corporate, I actually also worked at churches. Um, I was a designer at a few different churches and uh, running just creatives on the side, doing that. And within two years, had enough business that I was able to quit my job and take Just Creatives full-time. And then about a year, maybe two after I'd gone full-time, that's when I started doing websites. Um, And I remember at my last job, they were like, we want you to start doing websites. And I was like, I don't know how to do that. (laughs) (laughs) And they were like, you should learn. Learn (laughs) that. Um, so yeah, so that's what I did. And then, um, it was actually towards the end of that time when I was 
working full-time and juggling just creatives that I also started creating content. I started blogging uh, in 2014. And so I've been creating content for seven years, which sounds so long ago. <laughs> um, and so I've done a little bit of everything. When I say a little bit, I've, I've basically done every. I've done blogging, I've done podcasting and YouTube as well. And at one point for a very short amount of time, I was doing all three. And that was bananas. <laughs> yeah. So I quickly was like, yeah, I don't have time for this. <laughs> so I was like, we have to pick and choose what we're going to move forward with. Um, so currently, I my main focus is YouTube for my content creation. Uh, but we can dive more into that. But yeah, so I've been in business for 10 years. I do websites, a little bit of other design. Um, but if I'm not making videos, I'm building a website. Awesome. I love that. And I came to a very similar conclusion in late 2021, because when the, when the pandemic started, um, I was like, you know, I'm going to really invest in my YouTube channel because I, I just bought uh, my A6400 and, and I was like, you know, I'm making courses. I need a good setup. And I made a video in February because of divine intervention, I'm going to say, I made a video in February on how to set this camera up and that blew up. Uh, it's still my top performing video because it was basically like nice. how, how, how non-photographers or how non-camera people can set up the A6400 to be their webcam. Um, mm-hmm. And I was like, wow, maybe there's something there. Maybe there is something to this YouTube thing. And so for a while I was doing one video a week and one live stream a week. And then I launched a new YouTube channel and I was doing like two or three YouTube videos a week on top of two podcasts a week on top of blogging. And I was like, this is too much. So I put a pause on YouTube. Um, and I thought, you know, my videos are very tutorial based. Um, they're kind of like people are going to find the thing they're looking for when they're looking for it. So mm-hmm. I would definitely love to exchange notes on your strategy because we're kind of in the same field. Um, yeah. The other thing is the other thing that was really interesting to me in your kind of origin story here is you started almost exactly 10 years after I started. Um, so I, you know, I got my, my start in again, 2001, I was in high school. Uh, I continued all throughout college. I actually had, I have a manuscript for a book called the student freelancer that (laughs) kind of talks about like all the things, um, you know, like using your paid client projects as like school projects, which I did very often. Um, and I tried to do the t-shirt thing too. I was not good at t-shirt design. Um, and it was not (laughs) nearly as easy, uh, today as it was when you or I were doing Mm. it right. Um, Mm -hmm. printful and cotton bureau didn't exist. So I actually like had to find a distributor, uh, and like prepay, I tried pre-selling, which was also hard because like PayPal was the only thing that existed. But um, so it's just very interesting to see kind of like when the difference a decade makes, right? Because content strategy was not a thing when I started. My blog was basically me whining about, (laughs) it was like teen (laughs) angst and movie reviews and like Mm -hmm. very poorly written movie reviews. Like Donnie Darko, I liked it. It was it was different, you know, like, oh, it Jake Gyllenhaal. Different. It was really good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, it was really good. Um, 
And so all of those posts are hidden. They're like private posts. I, ca- I can't bring mm-hmm. myself to delete them, but they're all private posts because it's all still on casabona.org somewhere. Um, but uh, before we move into the content, you you make websites. So I do need to ask you, uh, what do you use to make websites? What's your platform or, or toolkit? Yeah, so I build both on WordPress and Squarespace. And most of the time I'm using Divi to build on WordPress. Nice. Yeah. WordPress, Squarespace. That sounds like a good build something more topic. So um, Hmm. I do. So maybe we'll talk. We'll we'll talk about two topics, but WordPress, Squarespace, uh, and then you use Divi in WordPress, which is uh, definitely something I'd like to talk to you about. I know like the developer people are very like they poo poo Divi. And I'm like, why do you? Yeah. People in the WordPress space have strong opinions about. They have very strong opinions. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> like kind of. It's like your world is not the only world that exists. Yeah, uh, yeah. Do you do you use advanced custom fields? I do not, but I okay. will say probably because none of my clients have really needed to. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, my, most of my clientele are just business owners like me who just kind of need home about services. Nice maybe two sales pages instead of one. Like it's very rare that someone's like, I need these very like specific things to happen. It's just kind of like, here's my services. Here's my blog. Yeah. That's about it. Yeah. So. Which yeah. is great, right? Cause you've been, a, I suspect that makes it very easy for you to systematize your mm-hmm. web design process as well. Right. You're not. Um, yes. I, I feel like the web design the the web design world is changing especially because of page builders and things like that mm-hmm. and even like WordPress full site editing um people are worried that because more people can design websites heavy quote fingers there um mm-hmm. that their job is at risk but if you find a good niche um we can kind of leave the heavy development to the agencies of the world And then we can design good websites for for our niche. Yeah. And that's what I have had lots of people say that over the years or ask me that over the years. Like, oh, are you afraid that like web design is going to go away because so many people can DIY? And I'm like, yes, there are tons of people who DIY. The people who come to me are like, I have DIY and I only got it so far and I want it to look better. I want it to do these other complex things that I can't figure out. I don't have the time. I don't want to spend the time. <laughs> like yep. there's always going to be people that DIY and there's always going to be people who don't want to spend the time. Like I'm one of those people that I'm like, yeah, I could probably do this, that, and the other in my business. <sighs> no, I will automate it. <laughs> I will either not do it. I will outsource it, something. Um, so there's always going to be those people, but there's always going to be the people who are like, yeah, I don't want to, I don't want to mess with it. I'll just hire somebody. So I don't, I'm not scared of the page builders and Squarespace and Webflow and all these builders that are coming out. Yep. I love it. Right. Because even with that, your years of knowledge and experience aren't going to disappear tomorrow. Right. right. So <laughs> you have a 10 plus year head start. On yeah. someone who's like, I need a website today. The The way I like to think about it is um, nobody asks a lawn mowing service 
hey, are you afraid that you're going to lose business because people can mow right. their own lawns? Right. Like, yeah. there's nope. always going to be people who want their lawn mowed for them. Yeah, I am, I am one of those people. I very happily <laughs> pay 30 bucks a month, a week. I pay 30 bucks a week to never have to worry about my lawn. And uh, as we record this, I have two children. As this episode comes out, I have three children. Um, and so like, I just, I have a lot of other things that I got to do, right? Yeah. Um, so it's not a priority yeah. for you. And for business yeah. owners, some of them, it's like, my time is better spent with clients or creating content or whatever it yep. is, not spending two months trying to figure out how to build this freaking website. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. And again, yeah. like for you or I or anybody else who makes websites, it's very easy for us to spin up a website quickly. Mm -hmm. Right. I did like a domain transfer this morning while my kids were eating breakfast before school. Like I switched. <laughs> that's, that's something that like when I first started, I would have been sweating. Like I was going to cut the wrong wire and blow up the whole building. So yeah. like, it's just, you learn things and then you can do things quickly. The people mm -hmm. who, who need your service. I mean, you know, now we're belaboring the point, but I, I love that point of view. I just, it's something that I always want to push on whenever somebody else mentions it because there are still too many freelancers and small business owners who worry about that, who worry about niching down, who try to do everything themselves. Mm -hmm. And probably like those two things are related, right? Because they're like, well, I can just do it myself. So I'm going to do it. Mm -hmm. Not realizing that not everybody wants to do that. I'm, I'm for a Christmas gift. We've wanted to hang these pictures up in our living room and we've just haven't had the time. There's a lot of pictures. You got to arrange them the right way. And so for Christmas, I'm hiring somebody on Angie's list or Angie, I guess I is love it. to do it for us. So, cause my, it'll make my wife happy. I won't like cut my finger <laughs> <laughs> or whatever. Um, so like it's, it, Use your time wisely, I think, is a really important thing. So yes. now, now that we've belabored that point, 60% of your leads come from content creation. Mm -hmm. What made you start create like what made you start creating content in the first place? And then when did you realize that this was a good lead generator for you? So if I'm totally honest, I think I started creating content because I was in one Facebook group. This was like back in 2013. So like the Facebook group world wasn't totally full like it is now. Yeah. <laughs> so I was in literally one business Facebook group and um, it was a bunch of freelancers and every, it was like one of those groups where every like Thursday you could share your blog posts for the week. And I was like, I want to share my blog. I don't have a blog, but if I shared my blog, that would get people to my website. And yeah. then I could like, that was the thing that made me start blogging. And I was like, sure, that would work. Like I could get people to my website. So I did that for quite a while. And then I remember it wasn't like right away. I don't remember the exact timing, but I remember at some point in that like year or so that someone inquired about working with me and they were like, Oh, I read your blog on, whatever it was that I'd written. And you really sound like you know what you're talking about. And I would really love to work with you because I need whether, you know, logo, website, whatever it was. And I was yeah. like, what? <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> I, 
<laughs> you wrote, you first of all, you read my blog, yay. But second <laughs> of all, like it made you want to work with me. And so that was really like, okay, so I'm getting more traffic to my website. Um, because by then I'd started like sharing it on Pinterest and Instagram and my email list. So I was getting more traffic to my website, but was starting to get more inquiries. And now here I am seven years later, <laughs> adding in YouTube and podcasts and still getting those notes in my inquiry form where people are like, well, I watched you on YouTube and I've, I've been watching you on YouTube for months and I just, you seem really nice and like, you really know what you're talking about. So I'm going to, I just really want to work with you. And I'm like, okay, great. <laughs> so, um, I think it's just that feedback that has kept me going with the content creation. Cause I mean, seven years is a long time <laughs> to be creating yeah. content. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's kind of how I started was, Oh wait, I can get people to read my blog and <laughs> Somebody go to my website. Did this. <laughs> that's so interesting, right? Because like, it's, you know, you can, I always equate a lesson like this to um, like, like learning by doing, right? Like you get sent in a mm -hmm. math class. Math was my weakest subject. Same um, here. Right. Uh, you mm -hmm. could sit in a math class and, and you could do it along with the teacher and the teacher's guiding you and you feel like you get it. And then you go home and it, and you don't get it. Um, or for me for programming, honestly, too, I have my master's in software engineering, but like my first programming class, we would do something in class and then I wouldn't get it. Um, and then I had to do some kind of coding thing for a client and it like clicked and I was like, oh yes, uh, it, this feels obvious to me now. But mm -hmm. um, when you do something, it really sticks, right? Um, so you said, for example, somebody on YouTube would fill out your contact form. They said, I've been watching you. Uh, somebody would find your contact form via YouTube. Mm -hmm. And they said, I've been watching you for months and I want to work with you. Uh, so this is not like a, I put out a piece of content today. I have new leads tomorrow situation, Correct. right? Yeah. Correct. Content is a long game. It's for me, it has proven to be a place to like build that. I don't want to say relationship because I don't really, I personally do not feel like I have this great quote unquote relationship with my readers. Like I'm not one of those like 2010 bloggers who was like mm -hmm. hearing from their readers every week in the comments. Right. But it's this way to build trust with the viewer or the reader, whichever they are. <laughs> right. Um, and for them to just get to know me and see my personality and for me to, you know, talk about different topics and teach them these different things. And then finally they're like, hmm. Okay, now I'm ready. Like, I uh, stay yeah. top of mind for them. I'm teaching them new things, so I become like a resource to them. And then once they are ready, whether it's a budget thing, a timing because of like personal life stuff, or if it's maybe it is something that I say in that seventh video <laughs> that they're like, okay, now it's time. Now I need to hire Jess. I need to get this website redone. Um you know, whatever it is that finally makes it click, then after all this trust I've built with them, they feel like they know me and they're like, this is a no brainer. I want to work with you. That's great. I, I, I love, I love what you said there too, because I also kind of, I feel like I'm not 
the best creator sometimes because I don't get the engagement that it seems Same. everyone else is getting, right? Like, Same. by mm-hmm. the way, if you're listening to this, just say hi, right? Let me know. Say hello. <laughs> just just um, say hi. <laughs> you know, like these huge podcasts have like listener mail and I'm like, I never get listener mail. And I'm like, do I never get it though? Or do I just don't get it like weekly? So I don't think I get mm-hmm. it. But what you're, what you're saying, right, is y- you, you feel like you're in a similar situation, but it's not necessarily the relationship. It's, it's the trust, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I, it's almost like, you know, I, I assume that like uh, people aren't writing to Tom Hiddleston after every Loki episode going like, I loved right. your episode or whatever, right? Um, so I, it's, it's probably very much the same. People get, uh, maybe they smash that like button or whatever. Um, I don't say that in my videos, by the way. I just want to say it now. I, yeah, right? like just, <laughs> I, I ask them to like, but I never say smash. Um, right. Like treat your computers with respect. People don't smash your computer. <laughs> uh, but building that trust, super important, right? Um, especially these days where um, people are inundated with lots of information. There are lots of solutions out there. Um, the the quote unquote personal recommendation is still so much better than just Googling someone, right? Again, mm-hmm. going back to that Angie's list thing I was looking at, um, there were like nine choices and two had reviews and one had reviews for the exact thing I was looking for. So I'm like, this is the only person I'm going to talk to. This is the person I'm going to hire. Yeah. Um, so building that trust is, is really important. Now, I think another uh, a mistake I have certainly made is teaching people like me to do things that I do. Mm-hmm. Who are you teaching on YouTube? So I have also run into this issue yeah. because I think it's our default to be like, oh, I learned how to do this new thing on WordPress. I'm going to make a video about it. <laughs> Yeah, yes. <laughs> and like, because that's so cool. And then you're like, wait, I'm just attracting other people. Um, so yeah. I don't really teach design things. I don't teach like how to do like design things on, on Squarespace or WordPress. Um, but I am teaching the solo business owner freelancer, entrepreneur, whatever they want to call themselves. Um, I really focus on how to leverage their website. And yes, there are, like I do some tutorials on like, oh, here's this plugin that you would really benefit from. Mm -hmm. I'm probably not going to do a tutorial on like, okay, so you're going to go install plugin (laughs) and do Uh, it and like set. But I will just talk about like the plugin and how to maybe... You like here's some great settings for you and like whatnot because they one don't if it's a DIY they already know how to set up a, like how to install a plugin right. so they don't need me to show them and two if they are someone who hires someone they if they have someone on hand like me they can be like hey Jess like have you heard of this plugin could we is that something I need should I set it up because I have clients right. telling me that sometimes yeah <laughs> or when they do hire someone in the future, maybe they have a note somewhere of like, I really want this plugin (laughs) on my site because it does X, Y, Z. So I don't focus on teaching them how to design, but that, okay, you've worked with a designer, hopefully. Here's how you can leverage your website to build your business. 
So occasionally, yes, I do have tutorials that might be like, oh, this is how you can do this on the back end. But usually it's just kind of a, I'm introducing you to something. Here's things you need to think about. This episode is brought to you by Store Builder from Nexus. Look, when it comes to setting up an e-commerce site, you have a choice between an easy but limited platform or you have an open platform with limitless possibilities, which requires limitless time to learn and manage. Until now. Store Builder is e-commerce made easy for everybody. Whether you're just getting started or you're an e-commerce expert, Store Builder by Nexus saves you time and delivers a storefront that lets you get to business. As someone who set up multiple e-commerce sites, I can tell you that Store Builder has been a much easier experience than anything else I've tried. Here's how it works. Answer a few questions, build your homepage, add your content, and you're ready to sell. No more hunting for the right plugins or perfect theme. You also don't need to be a developer to get going. Kickstart your online store with your optimized homepage that's ready for content and customization. Store Builder was created and is supported by the e-commerce experts at Nexus. So with the power of Nexus managed WooCommerce behind your online store, you can count on all the speed, security, and support you need anytime, every day. As someone who's had his membership site on Nexus for a long time, I can tell you I have been incredibly happy to know that Nexus is supporting my business. Whether you're a small business owner looking to get up and running fast or a creator who's looking for a place to earn some extra cash, Store Builder is for you. Head on over to howibuilt.it slash storebuilder for a special offer for How I Built It listeners only. That's howibuilt.it slash storebuilder, all one word. Launch your e-commerce site today. Thanks so much to Store Builder and Nexus for sponsoring the show. If you saw me grab my phone, I was opening up TubeBuddy. I don't know if you use any yes. tools like that. You use TubeBuddy yes. or, or okay, TubeBuddy. awesome. I will uh, I will link to TubeBuddy and everything else we talk about in the show notes, which you'll be able to find over at howibuilt.it slash 251. Um, so I, yeah, I just grabbed their, their uh, Black Friday, Cyber Monday deal. I was looking at it for a while, but I signed up for vidIQ for a year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm like less a fan of that. And TubeBuddy is already like so much better. Um, but my, my last few videos uh, looking at the stats here, um, get more engagement on newsletters with gravity forms where I like, I, it's a full on tutorial on how to set up like conditional formatting or conditional logic, blah, blah, blah. Um, 18 views, but mm. swapping Beaver Builder for Gutenberg, 263 views. Um, how I've configured my stream deck, 111 views gift guide, 174 views. None of those are step-by-step tutorials. It's just kind of me talking about stuff and Mm -hmm. things to think about. So it's really interesting. You said that I'm looking at the stats and the stats haven't stuck for me yet, but, but you're introducing topics to people or introducing tools to people that then you can then implement for them. Yes. Yes. So I, especially in terms of YouTube, I see my videos as either one, they are connection content. Like, so it might be like your gift guide. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't 
I don't know what's in it, but I would assume that might be something that's a little more connection. I'm not really teaching you anything. I'm just like, you get to know me a little more or know my personality or I'm educating. And that's where like, hey, we're going to swap Beaver Builder for Gutenberg, blah, blah, blah. Like I'm actually teaching you. So sometimes I know that a video might not produce a lead. It might not get as many views on my channel. because it's more of a connection piece. So it might not be as search friendly for those mm-hmm. new viewers or people who don't even know me compared to, okay, now my subscribers might be more interested in this. Gotcha. Like when I took um, a break from YouTube last fall, I just took like a three month break, but I put up a video mm-hmm. and said like, it, it was just titled like taking a break. Or something. Mm-hmm. And it was, I was like, gonna. Had- I was gonna facetiously ask if you did that because that was like a trend this summer, right? Like this past in in twenty twenty one summer. Uh, like I would say a handful, maybe half a dozen of the people I subscribe to put up videos that said goodbye, and I'm like, is it really goodbye? Or are you but just tricking you, me? Yeah, they were all just tricking me. <laughs> but taking a break is is way it's not misleading, right? If you're right. taking a break, so yeah. But it had more views than a lot of my other videos. Not not like drastically. It wasn't like right. thousands of views, but uh, it was a little higher. And maybe it was because it was like the quote unquote most recent video on my channel mm-hmm. for a while. But yeah. I just thought it was interesting because I was like, I bet more subscribers like clicked on that because they're like, what do you mean taking a break? Yeah. <laughs> what is happening? Yeah. Um, and it's funny that I talk about that because I took a maternity break, maternity leave this year for a few mm-hmm. months. And I yeah. didn't take a break from YouTube. Like I pre-scheduled all my videos for maternity. But I'm like, why did I do that when I just took a break just because I needed a break last year uh, yeah. and didn't take one this year? But that's the it's, overachiever in me, I guess. <laughs> it's so funny to think about that, right? Because like I, kind of the same thing. I like worked really hard and pre-scheduled a bunch of videos uh, that I'm now thinking I probably should have like spread out a little bit more. Um, <laughs> and then I just decided, you know, I didn't have any in the queue and I was like, I don't have time. I'm working on my next LinkedIn learning course or whatever. Um, and so, yeah, I just, I didn't make a taking a break video. Maybe I missed the boat there. Um, <laughs> but coming back into 2022, I'm going to have, I have a much different strategy for mm-hmm. my YouTube videos, right? Because again, it was kind of like how to do this specific thing in gravity forms as opposed to if my audience is creators, maybe it's like tools to help you build landing pages easier, right? Or mm-hmm. how to grow your mailing list where I talk about like some WordPress plugin, but I also talk yeah. about other things as well. Yeah. Um, I think that's really interesting. And I like what you said, uh, connection content, right? Get to know me a little more or education content. So I can tell you like the gift guide video um, is based on my some of my popular blog content, but yes. that's like... Uh, Gift guide for people who work from home, gift guide for podcasters. Mm-hmm. Um, and those are generally affiliate link. That's a affiliate link driven income. Mm-hmm. But the video, you're right. Like my personality comes out a lot more in that because I'm like, I really like this thing. Or like, here's here are these wheels that I recommend for your rolly chair. They're rollerblade wheels. They're amazing. <laughs> um, so I think that's, that's really interesting as well. And I do want to ask... Um, your YouTube channel, if you don't mind me asking, I didn't yeah. prep you for this, but like, 
is it monetized? Do you try to monetize it? Is that any sort of um, driver in in what you what you create? So yes, it is monetized. Um, it's been monetized for a year or two, um, and I mean, I don't make a tons of money from it, but it's a nice little <laughs> little stash of cash every month. Um, yeah. And then in terms of like affiliate or sponsorships, sponsorships, I don't like overly seek out. I probably do two or three a year um, at the most and affiliates. So that I will also, I think, sporadically try to work in like I because I keep a Google sheet for my editorial calendar. And I'm like, these are all my topics I'm talking about this year. This is when they're going to publish. So I have like a good overview of what I'm going to talk about, but then I will think about like, okay, in one of these topics, can I mention something I'm an affiliate for or, okay, so what is something I'm an affiliate for that like, maybe if I want to try to increase some clicks, get some more money for that, can I do a video on it? And since my channel is business and tech quote-unquote like apps and programs that I use I say tech and I'm like I'm not as techy as a lot of YouTube (laughs) but um (laughs) business apps programs and then like some website strategy and that kind of stuff it is easy for me to just pop in like oh social beat this is what I use for my social media scheduler and I did that video a few months ago and like one of my loyal followers was like, Oh my gosh, I miss these videos where you tell like <laughs> where I tell them what I use. And they were like, yeah. I'm going to check it out. And I was like, Oh, I didn't realize yeah. I'm like, you could have told me you could have like, I know you're on my email list. You follow me on Instagram. Like there are these other chances to tell me, you know, reach out and say hi and, <laughs> and that kind of thing. So I don't make it a huge focus. For me, YouTube is about creating that connection and building that trust. So the affiliate income or the monetization is more of like a secondary thought in my brain. Uh, that's not, I didn't start this YouTube channel to be like, mm-hmm. I'm going to monetize it and become a right. millionaire and become right. YouTube famous. I was like, this is how I'm going to connect with my audience. So. Nice. And I I know that like a big driver for the people who are trying to monetize on YouTube or make a lot of their money on YouTube, spend a lot of time on the thumbnails Mm -hmm. and the titles. Mm -hmm. Um, It's, I I don't know if there's a podcast called Cortex uh, by CGP Gray and Mike Hurley. Um, And Gray in one of the members only portions of the podcast talked about like how disheartening it is that um, the main driver of people watching or clicking on a video is the the, the thumbnail or the title mm-hmm. uh, instead of like the quality of the content. Um, so do you like how much time do you spend on on the the thumbnail and and the title? Um, the title I do I do like I we talked about I use TubeBuddy, so I am trying to optimize those titles as best as I can. I will be honest, I don't spend a lot of time on the thumbnails, even as a designer <laughs> yeah. who has like the skills to make like really fancy thumbnails. Right. It is, and I think part of it is just my design style. Like mm-hmm. I'm very much like a minimalist, so keeping right. things simple. Um, 
And so I see other YouTubers that like I follow that are in the business niche or like teach YouTube strategy and stuff. And theirs are like really complex and they have like multiple elements on it. And I'm like, that's just not like what I, that doesn't look good to me. And so I probably could spend more time on the thumbnail, (laughs) but um, I see YouTube again as, Yes, I am trying to attract new leads and new people to my business, but it still is that connection factor. So I'm sending people from my email list and Instagram and Pinterest to my YouTube channel. So it's like Mm -hmm. I want to create connection with those people who already know me. So that's why I'm not as worried about the thumbnail, if that makes sense. yeah, I think that makes perfect sense. And and you're right. Like there are some people who um like Matt Ragland, like he says like his thumbnails that do the best are like the over like the desk overhead shots or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um Mr. Beast goes ham on his yeah. <laughs> on his thumbnails. <laughs> um but then you have like uh um there are some creators. I see this in the ASMR space. I don't know if you ASMR. I was I curious. I know what I'm it is, but I don't, I don't yeah. watch it. But like most of those videos are just like screenshots from the video. And those yeah. like are generally good enough. Um, yeah. So, you know, I think it really depends. Um, I think I spend too much time on my thumbnails because I don't feel like I get a good return. Um, <laughs> but tube buddy is definitely something that I think I'm going to leverage, especially for the, I don't think I like the titles are not great. I'm very like direct in my, Oh, this is thing. How to do thing instead of like Mm. blow up your mailing list or whatever, like however you're supposed to do it. So yeah, I'm really excited for tube buddy for that. And then they also have like a B testing for thumbnails. Mm -hmm. So maybe I'll create like two different ones and and a B test, but I, I, I like your, your approach jives better with the way I think, right? Which is people are consuming your content in a bunch of places. They're getting onto your mailing list or whatever. And then you're sharing those videos. Mm-hmm. So that said, what's your call to action on YouTube or Instagram or, or wherever? How are you getting people onto your mailing list? So I surprisingly, like I don't end my videos with like set up a discovery call or like, yeah get on my email list. Like I'm not overly like calling people to do, you know, to do this thing. Um, A few things that I do one, like I will sometimes again, not every single video, but sometimes in the middle of the video, I'll be like, you know, talking about X, Y, Z. And I'll be like, Hey, like I have a free guide for that. You can get the link down in the description. Kind of like Mm -hmm. how earlier you were just like, Oh, and the show notes will be available at blah, blah, blah. Like, yeah. Yeah. I just kind of like slip that in there. Yeah. The other thing I do is I will often because I I'm wondering if you experience this too, but I always tell people like sometimes people are not actually aware of what you do or how they can work with you. Like I sometimes have people who DM me on Instagram and they're like, "Do you do web design?" And I'm like, <laughs> okay, so you Almost had to exclusively. go. You had to go to my bio on Instagram where it says web designer two different times to message me because they don't like reply to a story. They just and so right. I often in, in my videos will be like, oh, when I was designing a website for a client, 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> or like when I was reviewing this website for a client, like I remind people in that way that I work with people. Um, but I also on YouTube, you can have like the upload default. So it's like the text that goes in the description automatically of every single video. Um, yeah. I put my website and a few other links in that upload default. So my website is automatically in the bottom of Mm -hmm. every single video description. So there's that. And then there's also like, if I'm talking, if it's a video where I am talking about something website specific, you know, like how to set, you know, best tools for landing pages or something. Yeah. I always in the video, I typically do say like, Oh, I'll have links to all this below. I will also, like, the first two sentences, you know, it's the description of the video, maybe more than that. I will have a link that says, like, want to work with me on your website? (laughs) And then put that link. And then also have the links for the products I'm mentioning. So I think sometimes it's just a matter of, like, having that link available to people. And I was reminded of that a few years ago when someone commented on a video and it was a video I hadn't put the link to work with me, like towards the top. It was still not upload defaults, but it wasn't like towards the top. And someone commented yeah. and was like, how do I work with you? I don't see a link to like contact you. <laughs> I was like, no, oh. like I didn't even have a direct call to action for yeah. this. But, but like there, that's, yeah. that's what the, you know, she, she called that out. And I was like, okay, so I'm going to do this more. Um, and then the last thing that I sometimes do is also, uh, I don't know if you do this YouTube strategy, but I learned a long time ago, like you be the first comment on your own video because people don't like to be the first comment. Like they, <laughs> they don't want to be the only name on the screen right, right. there. Uh, and so I always say like, oh, like, do you have questions? Let me know in the comments below, whatever. Sometimes I will say like, do you have questions? Let me know if you're interested in working with me. You know, here's like, or if you want to grab that free guide, here's the link. If you're, you know, looking for whatever resource, here's the link. Sometimes if it's an affiliate video, I will literally put like, oh, do you have questions about XYZ? You know, let me know or check out the link here. And I'll obviously make sure it says affiliate link. So they yeah, know it's right. an affiliate link. But yeah. Um, so yeah, sometimes it's just putting those links out there. Uh, giving people the opportunity, right? Giving mm-hmm. them multiple opportunities. Yeah. That's that's really funny because that's like something that I teach my podcasting students and clients. I'm like, you got to get one call to action. It should be to your yes. landing page or a website and say it a bunch of times. And then on YouTube, I'm just like in the beginning, I'm like, subscribe to my channel. All right, let's talk about it. Like, <laughs> it's so funny. Um, yeah. That I didn't, but the 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 first comment is something I've been trying to do more because I I did read about this strategy and like mm-hmm. again tube buddy this tube buddy not a sponsor but tube buddy reach out if you want to sponsor um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm gonna like book them now between now and when this comes out and I'm gonna have to like edit this it. part out yes um, yes so uh, but they always they they have like a little like checklist flat that's like you haven't you haven't commented on this or, or anything mm-hmm. so um, pinned comment I've read that like a like a question, uh, maybe a question specifically about the video. So like I've been yes. trying to do that more where I'm like, uh, what are you using Gravity Forms for? Or like, mm-hmm. how are you getting people to engage with your mailing list? Let me know in the comments below. But yeah, maybe I, some, yeah. oh, go ahead. Yeah. I was going to say one of my highest commented videos 
it was a tutorial on how to make audiograms, like for podcasters, mm-hmm. like the little yeah. audio wave things people post on Instagram. Yeah. And so I did the tutorial, whatever. In the first comment, and I don't think I said it in the video. I think I only said it in the comment. I said, share your podcast below. And oh, people are sharing. And I got so, so many views. Smart. Yeah, so many views on that. Because comments drive more views because YouTube yeah, sees right. that as engagement. And so... um yeah, anytime you can ask a more specific question with like, what are yeah. you using? Uh, right. Yes or no? Do you use WordPress or Squarespace? Do you use this right. or that? Like, that's better than like, do you have questions? Let me know. Yeah. Um, or, yeah, or like in my case, right? It's a video to help people do this thing. And then I'm like, how do you do this thing? And I'm like, you're looking to me for help for it. So maybe you don't do this thing yet. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, share a link to your newsletter, right? Or like whatever is is mm-hmm. better. God, that's such great advice. Um, well, people listening have definitely gotten their money's worth at this point. Um, I'll, the last question I'll ask you here um, is, uh, do you use the cards or the end screens? Um, um, I yeah. do, not very consistently. <laughs> that's another thing I've kind of slacked off on. But I will say when I was very consistent in using it, I didn't always have a ton of clicks. And I think that mm-hmm. like, cause I would track that and go look at my analytics. Yeah. And, oh, people aren't using it a ton. So I think that, that deterred me from like putting in the effort to go add those. Um, I yeah, more use I th- the in screens than the cards. Okay. Okay. Oh, okay. In, so wait, I, I'm, I think I'm going to learn something here. The in screens are those, is that what's the difference between an in screen end screen? You said end screen. Mm-hmm. I see. In, I thought you said in in, in screen. Where are sorry, you from? No, I'm from. Well, originally from Kansas, but I live in Georgia. Okay. All right. So maybe that's like a little like. Maybe. I guess Kansas is not really southern, but it's accent no. little twang. <laughs> My <baby>. um, <laughs> Gotcha. Cool. Very cool. Um, yeah, I definitely use the end screens as well more. Yeah. Just because they're like easier to set up, right? Like. Yeah. Especially because they have um, like the template and you can just say, yes. like, oh, use like the last one you you use. And I'm like, yes, just do that. Great. <laughs> yeah. I'll just do that and I'll swap out the video or maybe I should just keep using like best for viewer. Right. Like I don't, maybe that's the better. I try to pick a related one, but. Yeah. I either use, yeah. I more often use the best for viewer because I'm like, I'm putting trust in your algorithm. Yes. To use the, the next one. But I also yeah. sometimes try to link to a playlist on the end screen because if they go to that, then it's more watch time for your channel. Yeah. Oh man. I'm learning so much. Everyone (laughs) Um, link to a playlist. That's so smart. Mm -hmm. And like you, I, you create them, right? You, you create them to put them on your, cause like good YouTube pay, like YouTube profile setup, right. Is like your main video and then your links kind of at the top. And then like, curated playlists that mm-hmm. people can go for specific topics. Right. So like mm-hmm. if you're just like uploads, try to do something maybe better than that. Right. Uh, I have popular uploads at the top mm-hmm. and then I have like curated playlists uploads are somewhere. Cause it's, it drives me crazy when I go to somebody's YouTube channel and I can't find the latest video. I'm like, what so is I still, ha- yeah. I what's the latest one? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but have your curated playlists as well. Cause like if I have like my autumn, if somebody sees like an automation video, this is like, Hey, here's all of the other automation videos. Mm-hmm. And that's but, something else yeah. I'll put in the description is like, Oh, do you want more WordPress mm. 
information and you want more social media, whatever, then I can link to that. I also have, so I have a bunch of different playlists, like on different topics, like you said, but I also have a new here, start here. And it's like, oh, yeah. it's like four or five videos that I feel like are good representation of my channel. Um, and so it's not like a, it's not all like my beginner videos or anything like that. It's just like a, here's like some, my favorite videos that <laughs> I think you might enjoy or something like that. So nice. Oh, that's such, that's great. Um, Ah, this has been such a great conversation. Uh, I'll I'll end with with this before asking you my favorite question. Um, but once somebody converts, right? Mm-hmm. They, um, I guess you're well. Actually, you know, now that I'm starting this question, uh, it it seems like your kind of main call to action here, if they're not getting in touch is to join your mailing list. But I guess what's the next step after somebody quote unquote converts from your YouTube channel or, or other social media, whether it's join the mailing list or reach out, are they like added to a sales funnel or is it more personalized than that? So it depends if they go into my email list, then I do have like a whole funnel that they go through. If they reach out, like they inquire, then there's, that's much more personalized, less automated. Mm -hmm. So there's one quick email that's like, hey, I got your email. <laughs> I'll be in touch mm-hmm. within a day or two. Uh, and then I send them, I use like a templated email just because I'm usually typing out the same information. So I just yeah, yeah. swap out like, hi, Joe. Uh, thanks for reaching <laughs> yep. out about blank. <laughs> Here's like a yep. recap of my services, blah, blah, blah. Um, and then I also offer them to hop on a call right after, like at the end of that email. Um, I don't allow nice. people to book a call straight from my website or my inquiry mm-hmm. form just because I want to make, I protect my time and yeah. really want to make sure that they're a good fit. Um, because if it's like they want some super complex something website or they want it like tomorrow, <laughs> right. uh, you know, I don't usually get those. Most people are reasonable, yeah. but yeah. If for whatever reason they're not a good fit, I want to protect my time and I mean it's protecting their time too that right. I just don't want to like automatically hop on a call. Um I also yeah. don't like to hop on a call just not knowing like anything about your potential project. <laughs> like Right. I the idea of someone just booking a call straight from my website and I know nothing about them or their project just gives me anxiety. Yeah, I'm no, like, you. I'm not a fan of that either. Like it's the same way. That's one of my links. Now I do offer like free podcast consulting calls, mm. but those help me as much as they help the other person, right? Cause I'm learning what people want to know. Yeah. And so that, that makes sense. informs my content strategy. But like, yeah, if, if someone for like a, a discovery call or something like that, definitely if, if somebody grabs a time, they have to fill out a field that says like, who sent you this? Where did you get this link? Yeah. <laughs> um, where I'm like, it's okay if you say me, because if it's me, then I know and I can go through my email and double check. But right. Um, if you're like, yeah, oh, someone gave it to me. I'm like, uh, we can't do this right now. No, um, not a good fit. Awesome. Well, this has been great. This is not quite the direction I thought we were going to go in, but um, 
I I love I love that we landed on YouTube because first of all, I've been wanting to get a YouTube uh like somebody who's driving their business through YouTube on the show for a while. Um and it's it's something I've been trying to do. It's something that I recommend that people at least try. Mm-hmm. Um and uh and this has been super fantastic and informative. You because First of all, you're a web designer who is driving traffic through YouTube, not necessarily playing all of the algorithm games, but it's that trust factor. And and mm-hmm. this has been a thread of what I've been talking about for the last, I don't know, year or so. You need to build trust. Podcasts help you build trust. YouTube helps you build trust. Um, and it's, as you said, it's it's a long game, it right? Is. You're not, you're not going to put out a YouTube video tomorrow and then make a lot of money or get a bunch of leads. But if people see you're consistent, um, I guess that's not even something we even talked about is, is being consistent. Do you batch your videos? I do. Um, consistency yeah. is important. Yeah. I used to do, I started with once a week, then I went to twice a week, then I went back to once a week. Currently, I am at every other week. Mm-hmm. That's so funny. That's where I'm going to land, I yeah. think. Especially because I have two channels. Mm. Um, so it's maybe one per week per channel. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's definitely a lot less than what I was doing, which was one per week. Per, like one for each channel for each week. Yeah. Um, so yeah, consistency is important. Set up a cadence that allows you to be consistent. Mm-hmm. Um, this is something that, again, a lot of like my my podcast clients will say like, hey, I've got a back catalog of like 20 episodes. Should I start doing like two per week? And I'm like, only if you want to maintain two per week after that catalog is dried up. Right. <laughs> uh, like release the timely ones earlier and release the timeless ones later, but I would stay at whatever cadence you're at and you're comfortable with. Yeah. Consistency is the most important. Like it doesn't serve you any good if you do really good twice a week for three months and then you disappear for like a year. (laughs) Like, yeah, that's not going to be helpful for your business. Right. Yeah, because not, I mean, and it, not just from an algorithm standpoint. And al- why, right. I don't know why I said it that way. Not from an algorithm standpoint, um, even though it does, right? Because YouTube does reward the people who are consistent and make mm-hmm. good content. But like, I don't know about you, but I quell my subscriptions every quarter, or about every quarter, right? I look through Same. them and I'm like, who who is this person? I haven't seen them. Bye. Yeah. Um, so it'll keep you fresh in people's minds. If you're consistent. Mm-hmm. So, okay. For real last question now, I feel like this is like Lord of the Rings, right? Where we have like four different endings. It's okay. Um, <laughs> uh, you mentioned your spreadsheet for your content planning. Um, mm-hmm. Do you like set aside a day each month to record or, or um, how far in advance do you plan your content? I typically well, do yeah. a month ahead. Like I usually do one month per day. Um, so really now that I'm every other week, that's like two or three videos. Um, so I usually just try to do that if I'm like traveling or if I'm like, Oh, I'm done with client work (laughs) right now. And I have like extra time, then I might try to get even further ahead and Mm -hmm. do that further out. But 
I found that a month or so is pretty good. Um, just in case I want to like change my topic last minute, (laughs) which doesn't happen often. I'm pretty good about like, this is the calendar I wrote out. This is what I want to stick to. But, um, in the case, you know, in case a sponsor reaches out, I become an affiliate for a new thing, something. And I'm like, Oh man, it'd be so good to do a video about this. Um, yeah, I like to give myself a little wiggle room. Yeah, that's fantastic. And you know, this episode's coming out early enough in the year, folks, that you can still plan, I don't know, your next quarter of content mm-hmm. um, and and implement some of the things we've learned about here. Uh, Jessica, this has been amazing. Um, I do need to ask you my favorite question, which is, do okay. you have any trade secrets for us? Trade secrets? Um, oh, man. Do I have any trade secrets? This is the uh, my, best reaction. I have a <laughs> I have a bell I usually ding, but it was like very out of reach uh, um, when someone says the word trade secrets. Oh, uh, my favorite, <laughs> which might not be like very new or groundbreaking to anybody is uh, like this is for other web designers, correct? That I'm giving to uh, content creators, small business con- owners. But it is it is a lot of people who are web designers. Um. I will, it's not a trade secret, but it's a good tool that yeah. I love. Canirank.com will give you really good SEO-friendly topics for your website, which you could also use on YouTube. doesn't have, but it's yeah. um, canirank.com. You put in your website, a few competitors, and they find gaps in your content. Yeah that will give you some blog, some blog or video topics. Um, I've used it a few times. They have like a free trial or whatever, or a free mm-hmm. version of it that you can use. And I've yeah. used that a few times. And those posts are ranking like number one or two in Google. That's like, amazing. Very quickly. Um, <laughs> that's fantastic. I will at this point mention for full disclosure uh, that, Ahrefs is a sponsor of this episode in the first quarter of this podcast. So nice. um, sounds like they are very similar tools, but uh, canirank.com um, and then Ahrefs has their own tool that you heard about at the top of the show. So definitely check that out. Again, I will link this and everything in the show notes over at howibuilt.it slash 251. Uh, Jessica, this has been fantastic. If people want to learn more about you, where can they find you? Yeah, I am super easy to find, justcreatives.com and pretty much every social media channel at Just Creatives. Awesome. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. For those of you who are members, continue listening uh, to find out some thoughts on WordPress and Squarespace, how they're different. Uh, what Jess likes may be better than the other. I haven't asked her that, but maybe we'll talk about that. Um, and uh, possibly uh, why maybe it's okay that you don't want to lead a team or scale your business. So um, if you're a member, stick around for that. If you're not, you can become a member over at howibuilt.it slash 251. It's all going to be there for you. So just head over there, grab everything. Um, but that's, this conversation has been fantastic. Jess, thanks so much for your time. Yeah, thank you. And thank you to everybody listening. Thanks to the sponsors who make this show possible. Until next time, get out there and build something. 